All right, Tom. Good afternoon, everybody. It won't be long now until the umpires will holler play ball. And the sixth game of the World Series will be underway. Not important game. Not only the Giants, but all shows from New York Yankees. If the Yankees win this afternoon, they'll it's a dark, dreary day here at the Polo Ground, and perhaps before the game gets very far along, we may have a bit of rain. At the moment, there is no rain, but it is very, very dark. The last-minute lineup. Here it is. The team taking the field is the Giants. Moore, left field. Short. Terry. First. Lieber will replace Ripple in center field and will bat fourth. Right field, Mancuso, Cat, Whitehead, second, Jackson, third, Fitzsimmons, that Freddie Fitzsimmons, right-hander, is in the box. For the Yankees, Cosetti, short, Rolfe, third base, DiMaggio, center field, Gary, first, Dickey, Cat, Selkirk, right, Hall, left, Mazzari, second, and Lefty Gomez will pitch. The umpires, Eric Geisel of the American League behind the bat. George Majorkus of the National League at first. Bill Summers of the American at second. And Guy Herman, who umpired behind the plate yesterday, will be at third base. They're adjusting their paraphernalia, the umpire and the catcher. The roar goes up and the ball game is about to start. Frank Cosetti, Yankee shortstop, right-hand batter, will be first up. Bleak despair changed overnight to desperate hope. The Giants today take command of this World Series. We've moved across overnight from the Bronx, over across the Harlem River, and the ball game is on the polo ground. Strike. Right down the old alley, and a great roar goes up from approximately 35,000 people. That's an approximate guess. There are a lot of vacant seats here at the polo grounds this afternoon, but the fans are coming in rapidly. The count is strike one, and here it is. Ball is a fast ball over the plate, but too high. And the count is ball one, and strike one. Frank Rosetti. It's very dark here at the polo grounds at the moment. Very dark indeed. Ball one, and strike one. Here it is. It's a infield fly. Back in second. Whitehead has it. That ball was only about 30 or 40 feet off the ground. Hit way up on the handle of the bat. And the first man up in the first inning, Frank Rosetti, pops out to second baseman Whitehead. Red Rolfe coming up. Rolfe has 17 hits. And seven hits out of 19 trips to the plate. Batting 368. the first ball pitch. Terry has it. The race is on to the bag. Terry steps on the bag and he's out. In the Yankee half of the first inning, two men have been retired. Nobody on. And Joe DiMaggio coming up. Joe has six hits out of 20 times at bat for an even 300. DiMaggio playing center field for the Yankees and a right-hand batter. That Buddy Fitzsimmons is in the box and Dutch Manchuso behind the bat. That ball is outside. DiMaggio takes it. Here it is. It's a high fly ball. Short right center field. Lieber going over. Catches up with it. He has it. On the dead run. Hank Lieber came in fast. Grabbed that ball of the dead run. Got 
high and then tossed it into the pitcher's box. He's getting a nice ovation as he comes from his position into the giant dugout. The Giants will occupy the dugout along first base and the Yankees along third. At the moment, Captain Jackson, Captain Gary are standing there talking with umpire Geisel of the American League. Perhaps a last minute change in some of the ground rules. Here at the Polo Grounds, it is 294 feet to the barrier in the right field corner. That barrier is about 20 feet high. Over in left field, it's 315 feet. The barrier over there is about 25 feet high. Then the wall sort of slants out until in direct left field, it is 449 feet. Right through the box out into center field, it is 483 feet. In direct right field, down the bullpen, where the extra giant pitchers will warm up, it is exactly 455 feet. And I please that there is more space around home plate in which the first base and third base from a chassis can chase top balls than any other diamond in either Major League Park. Lefty Gomez will be in the box, a left-hander for the Yankees. Joe Moore, who practically won that game off by himself yesterday. It was he who doubled in that tenth inning and finally scored the winning run. He hit the first ball six yesterday for two bases and also scored. They're ready to go. Gomez winding up the pitch. It's a foul up and back. The ball hits the screen in back of home plate. Strike one. A very enthusiastic crowd here in the Polo Browns this afternoon for this sixth game. You know, if the American League Yankees win, the series will be all over. But if they don't, well, that's something else. The wind-up. Lefty Gomez is rubbing his pitching hand up and down on the knee of his trousers. That ball perhaps is just a little slippery or something, and the count is ball one and strike one. Joe Moore, left fielder of the Giants, left-hand batter is first up. Joe has four hits out of 23 trips to the plate in this World Series. The wind-up, ball one, strike one. It's a smash out of the left field, looks like a base hit maybe, but it is. It's a base hit, Powell takes the ball on the first foul. Listen to that roar. Did you get that? With the count. All one and strike one. Joe Moore. Left-hand batter, left fielder of the Giants. Pokes the ball just inside the left field foul line. Jake Powell was playing pretty well over in left field. Could not catch up with it. And it's a base knock. Markell at bat. All one. A curveball. He took almost a half swing. Lou Gehrig is running into the umpire, and he's arguing rather vehemently, as it were. Well, well, he didn't like that at all. Finally, Harry Guys was pointed to first base, meaning, well, just sort of scram, you know? Anyway, it's ball one. Lefty Gomez in the box. It was Lefty Gomez who picked that grand game the other day, defeating the Giants. Here we go. It's a foul back. Ball one and strike one. Lefty Gomez has that glove off, rubbing the ball up. It is still very dark, but I notice over the top of the grandstand that the heavy black clouds are parting just a little bit, and maybe we'll be able to continue. Ball one, strike one. Ball two. That was a fast ball that Lefty tried to shoot over the outside corner. It missed, and the count is ball two and strike one. No score is yet. Last half of the first inning. Nobody out. Moore on first, the result of a single. Strike, he swings hard and misses. Ball two and strike two. 
pleased that we're having more enthusiasm here from this, perhaps the smallest crowd so far in the series than we have had any other particular day. They're all pepped up here at the polo ground. The wind will be a bit of benefit to the left field hitters. The count is two and two. The pitch. It's too high. Ball three. Three and two on the hitter. Dick Bartell. Little shortstop of the Giants is a right-hand batter. Three and two. Nobody out. Moore on first. Ball four. He walked. That puts Moore on second base. Bart fell on first. I'll let you in on the inside play there. Bill Perry with the count three and two on Bartell in spite of the fact that nobody had been retired. The signal was for Moore to start with the pitcher's arm, which he did. He was off with Lefty Gomez motion and was on his way to second base. Memphis managing Bill Perry, left-hand batter is up. It was Bill who hit that long fly that sent the winning run across yesterday. Lays down the front of going foul. It is a foul, strike one. Third baseman Rolf, having no chance of a play at second or third, permitted that ball to roll out of fair territory, and just as it passed the line, he grabbed it with his bare hands. At the moment, Lou Gehrig, Tony Lazari, and Red Rolf have walked into the pitching rubber. Lou Gehrig has walked over to Rolf now, perhaps telling him how this play should be unraveled, if it's a punt, down first, down third, or at the pitcher, or what have you. Here's the picture again. Moore is on second base. Nick Bartell is on first. Carry up. Strike one. There's a punt. And it's good. Down third. Rolf has it. The throw to Gary. He's out. A sacrifice hit for Bill Perry. That puts runners on second and third. One man out. And Hank Cleaver. Right hand batter is up. Lieber is playing out in center field in place of Jimmy Ripple. Jimmy Ripple, who turned in perhaps the greatest fielding play of the series in that great catch in the first inning yesterday afternoon. What a catch that was. Gomez is on the rubber. The Yankee infield is playing in close, hoping to prevent a run from scoring. It's Moore on third, Bartell on second, Lieber up, and here's the pitch. Ball one. Making curveball, and a great roar goes up from the crowd. It's Lieber had to pull away from the plate. Bill Dickey has walked out down the pitcher's rubber, walked all the way out, tosses the ball to Lefty Gomez. Blue Gehrig has walked over and is shaking his head and uttering words of encouragement to Gomez, the pitcher. Lieber has asked Geisel for an inspection of the ball. Harry takes off his chest protector and his mask, examines the ball. There is something wrong with it. He tosses it out of the game, and now we have a new ball. The picture again. Moore is on third. Bartell is on second. Lieber the batter. One man out. And the count is ball one. Gomez winds up. Here it is. Ball is high outside. And the count is two and nothing. You'll notice perhaps that a goodly number of this crowd of the polo grounds are sending up a roar. They're for the Giants apparently at least at this moment. The wind up. Here it is. Ball three. A fastball. A burning fastball was too high. And the count is three and nothing. Lieber, big, heavy-set right-hand batter is up there with a Yankee infield playing in on the edge of the grass. The count is three and nothing. Watch this one. Anything can happen. Ball four. Lieber walks. Lefty Gomez did not 
intentionally passed Lieber, I do not believe, in spite of the fact that he walked on four straight, but he was trying to keep that ball over the corners for Lieber, a long-distance hitter. Hell of a lot, who usually bat in the cleanup position, has been dropped to fifth position this afternoon against the southpaw slants of Lefty Gomez, permitting Lieber, a right-hand batter, to bat in the cleanup spot. There's your picture. Moore on third, Bartella on second, Lieber on first, and Mel Vanock, left-hand batter, is up. Here's the wind-up. The pitch. It's a foul up and back. Belap was swinging for distance on that first pitch. When that Hickory met the leather that time, it appeared as though Melot had both his feet off the ground. Yes, sir, he was really swinging from way back. Continuously, we hear that roar seeping through the microphone. It's enthusiasm. Strike one, Gomez winding up. It's a ball. Fast-breaking hook ball. Missed the outside corner for Melvinock. Little left-hand batter. It was ball one and strike one. Ott has five hits out of 19 trips to the plate in the series. One and one, the pitch. It's a bounding ball. It's a hit. A base block into right field. Here comes Moore. Martell is bounding third. He's coming in. Lieber has found a second going to third. Melvinato is going to second. It's a two-base hit. Listen to that roar of the crowd. Smacked a double, just out of Gary's reach into the right field corner. Moore scored. Bartell scored. Lieber raced to third. Mel Ott went to second and gets a two-base hit. The score, if you please, the Giants of the National League 2. Yankees, nothing. And Gus Van Cuso, the catcher of the Giants, coming up. Will they pass him or will they not? Gus has five hits out of 16 times at bat. Gomez winding up the pitch. It's a strike. A slower curveball than we've seen this afternoon. Over the heart of the plate for a call strike on Mancuso. What a nothing. Lieber on third. Hot on second. One out. The windup. It's a high foul. Rolf is going over after it. I believe he can catch it. He does. Rolf runs over in front of the barrier and back of third base and catches that foul off the bat of Mancuso. Two out. Runners on second and third. Burgess Whitehead coming up. Whitehead has one hit out of 18 times up. But what a base hit it was. It came in that first inning yesterday during a three-run rally. Two out, you know. We have Lieber on third, Ott on second, and Gomez winds up coming. He cracks the ground ball, and Terry has it. The throw to Gary and Bart. Whitehead is out at first. In the Yankee half of the first inning, one run. Two hits, two bases on balls, and no errors. Four first up singles. Martell walks. Terry laid down a sacrifice. Lieber walked, filling the bases. Mellock then banged a double. Just inside the first base, pushing out the right field corner, sending Moore and Bartell across the plate. Mancuso fouled out. Whitehead grounded out. Lazari to Gary. So at the end of the first inning, the New York Giants to New York Yankees, nothing. And here's a special announcement. 
The new Lincoln Zephyr for 1937 will be put on display next Saturday, October 10th, at new low prices, setting a new standard of values in medium price fields. Call on your Lincoln Zephyr dealers Saturday for full particulars about this V-type 12-cylinder car. All right, Tom, get back in the ball game. Right back in that ball game, and what a ball game it's starting out to be. The Giants, with their backs to the wall, they came here today. A new ball club after winning that great 10 inning game over in Yankee Stadium across the Harlem yesterday. They're back in their own Battlewitz this afternoon and fighting Freddy. Freddy Fitzsimmons, who pitched that grand game and lost the other day, is in there for the Giants. Gary got the pitch. It's a ball. That was a curveball high on the outside to Luke Gary, a left-hand batter. Gary has six hits out of 19 trips to the plate. First half of the second inning. All iron horse. Columbia, Lou Gehrig is up there. Freddy Fitzsimmons taking a bit of time, starting his wind-up, coming. Here it is. There's a long smash to the deep right center field. Lieber going back. Under it, he has it. Lou Gehrig. Slide very deep to Hank Lieber in right center field. Lieber was playing well back. That ball was hit approximately 390 to 400 feet from home plate. Bill Dickey is up. Bill has three hits out of 20 trips to the plate. Here it is. It's a ball. Her ball broke away from the plate to Bill Dickey, a left-hand batter. That's sure it's a ball game. Here's the wind-up. Fitzsimmons pitching. There's a smash out in the left center field. Everybody after it. Moore running. Moore makes the catch. was off with a crack of the bat as Bill Dickey, a left-hand batter, who scooped a long fly ball into left center field. He caught up with it on the dead run and made the catch. Two out, nobody on. George Seltzer, who has six hits out of 19 trips to the plate, is up. A foul back, strike one. Seltzer isn't fooling in this series, making a healthy cut at every ball possible. Strong points for the Giants. That Freddie Fitzsimmons is in the box. Gus Mancuso on the receiving end. Yankees batting in the second inning. Two out, nobody on. Strike one. Ball one. It's outside of the count. is evened up. Ball one and strike one. Georgie Selkirk, right fielder, a left-hand batter of the Yankees, is up. Here's the wind-up. There's a long smash. Deep going, going deep in the right center field. I believe it's a hit. It is high over the head of Lieber. Out into the bullpen. Selkirk is round at second. Here's the throw. Selkirk is going to third. Artie Fletcher holds him up at third. As the ball is retrieved by Lieber. It is relayed to Bartell. Bartell to carry in the box. Boy, what a smash that was. That ball landed exactly 440 or 45 feet from home plate. That's the remember, is in deep right center field. That is the bullpen of the Giants. In order to hit the wall out there, you must smack the ball 455 feet.
feet. In order to get it among the spectators, you must lift it over a 20-foot barrier. So that ball traveled about 445 feet from home plate. One of the hardest hit balls in the series. And Selkirk could have pulled that ball around and would have been high up in the stand. But as it is, it's a triple. Jakey Powell. Left fielder is up. Jake has seven hits out of 17 trips to the plate. Incidentally, Ty, looking over the statistics, we discover that that is the first three-base hit of the series. The first three-base hit made by Georgie Seltzer. Here we go, Paul up, right-hand batter. Ball on a sharp breaking curve. This is the outside corner of the plate. Baby Selkirk really stepped into that back one. He wasn't kidding, as I told you on his first play. Here's the wind-up. Ball one. Ball two. Another fast-breaking curveball. It's funny outside. Just Mancuso lunges for the ball, preventing a wild pitch. The Yankee half of the second inning. Two out. Selkirk is on third. Pitch Simmons again winds up. Here it is. It's a long drive. Selkirk then stepped in to a fastball tossed up there by Fitch. 
and banged it 425 to 50 feet away from home plate for a triple, the first in the series. Then Jakey Powell banged that ball home run. The sign down below that says 360 feet. He hit that ball in what they call the upper deck, the balcony. And of course, Selkirk scored ahead of Mr. Powell, and it was all tied at two all. Tony Lazari then pushed a single between Jackson and Bartell into left field. And Gomez, coming up with two outs, bounded out Fitzsimmons to carry. Two runs, three hits, and no errors. They were having a bit of a conference last night over press headquarters. Some of the great baseball minds said that that two-base error of Ott yesterday won the game for the Giants. I'll tell you about it in a moment. Jackson takes the first one that's outside. Said they allowed Gehrig to get to third. He attempted to score and was knocked off in that double play. That's something to think about anyway. Tony Jackson leading off. as a bounding ball through the box. It's a base hit. A single through the box. Lefty Gomez. Tried to grab that one, but could not get down fast enough. The ball sailed through the box, out over the second base bag, into center field, where it was retrieved by Joe DiMaggio. A base hit for Tony Jackson, giving him his fourth hit of the series. Four hits at 19 times at bat. And the giant pitcher, Freddie Fitzsimmons, coming up. The sun now is peering through the clouds a little. There's the stretch and the pitch. It's a strike call. Umpire Harry Geisel. Harry has received a lot of fine compliments here in the Eastern papers for the fine officiating that he has produced in this series. He, as well as Summers, Spearman, and Major Kirk. There's a high fly ball to right field. Selkirk is coming in under it. He has it. One away. Freddie Fitzsimmons hit a fly ball to medium right field. Burke was taken by George Selkirk for the first out. The top of the batting order coming up. Joe Moore. It was Joe, you know, who singled his first time up and eventually scored. As a high fly ball into left field. Powell waiting for it. Jakey Powell takes it. Two outs. Jackson at Ambles, three quarters of the way down to second base. Now he has returned to first. Two out. Dick Bartell coming up. Dick, I believe, had the toughest break in this series. He came up the other day with a bag loaded. He hit that ball on the upper deck. Looked like a home run. Foul only by inches. Here's the first pitch. Outside. Ball one. That was that dipping curveball of Lefty Gomez. It failed to catch the outside corner, and the count on Dick Bartell, one and nothing. Two outs. Jackson is on first. It is. Powell back. All one, strike one. Last time up, Dick Bartell walked. Dick has six hits out of 18 trips to the plate. Gomez taking a little bit extra time before delivering this next pitch. There's the stretch. Jackson on first, two out. Inside. Ball two. Ball two and strike one. Nick Bartell has stepped out of the batter's box for a moment. Now back in there, looked down towards first base, and over to the dugout, looking for that signal from manager Bill Terry. Ball two and strike one coming. Outside, ball three. 
Memphis Bill Perry will be the next batter, if there is one. Last half of the second inning, the score is tied at 2-all. Two out. And Jackson is on first. Here it is. There he goes. Ball four. Bartell walks. That is the second time that Bartell has walked in this game. Bill Perry coming up. Bill is quite a hitter, you know. He's always been able to compile a great batting average throughout the season's play. So far in this series, he just hasn't been able to get a hold of one. Marcel on first, Jackson on second, two out. Bill Perry, left-hander is up. Here it is. High fly ball into the center field. DiMaggio going back about 10 yards, waiting for it. He has it. That is all for the Giants in the second inning. No runs, one hit, one base on balls, and no errors. Jackson first up, not off with a single. Fitzsimmons slides to right, Moore slides to left, Martell walks, and Bill Curry slides to DiMaggio. I started to tell you about that bit of inside baseball that they had yesterday when Mellat made that error on Curry. The ball was scored as a single, and Curry went all the way to third base. Boys last night figured that out, and the out would have just fumbled that ball or held it to a single. Gehrig would have been on the bags, and Selkirk rammed that long home run. They had quite a discussion about it. I believe it came out of the KGO head of Roger Peckinpah of World Series fame of other years. A lot of little outside or inside bits of baseball that are very interesting, particularly in an important World Series. Ready to go again. It's a new ball game. The score, the Giants 2, the Yankees 2, first half of the third inning. And again, the top of the Yanks batting order coming up. Frank Rosetti. Last time up, Frank popped out. First pitch, ball on a curve ball. Barely misses the outside corner. And the count on Rosetti, one and nothing. First man up in the third inning. Another hook ball inside. Cosetti steps away from it. And the count, ball two. Pitts has the signal to wind up. Here we go. Tight ball. That was a burning fast ball. Right down the old alley. And the count, ball two. And strike one. Cosetti bats him right hand. Ball two, strike one. The wind up. It is. Foul, strike two. Rosetti swung hard at that one and missed it. The count is evened up. Ball two and strike two. Umpire Harry Geisel walked out and retrieved that ball. It rolled about 15 feet down towards third base. Ball two and strike two. Everybody in position again. Fitz winds up. The delivery. Strike three. We can look out through center field and see Yankee Stadium from here. One man out in the third inning. Laugh is up. The wind-up. The pitch. Ball one. A sweeping curveball. Sort of a change of pace awfully. High inside. And the count on Ralph. One and nothing. Ralph 
grounded out the last time up. Jackson Patelli. That's a base back, a line drive into left field. The ball is received by Joe Moore. He returns it to Dick Bartell at second base. Ball dropping it first. That's the fourth Yankee hit of the afternoon. Joe DiMaggio coming up. Joe failed to get a base knock on his first trip to the plate. Right-hand batter. Foul. Up and back. Up on the screen. Venturo ripped off his mask, but was unable to make the catch. And the foul is strike one. Joe DiMaggio. The stretch. There he goes. Here it is. Hit the base hit. Cut off by Bartell. DiMaggio stops at first. Walt safe at third. So that's how three and two. DiMaggio banged a scorching line drive into left field. Ball was retrieved out there by Moore. The play, the throw was to third base. It was cut off by Bartell to prevent DiMaggio from going down to second. We have DiMaggio on first, Rolf on third, and Larraping Blue Gehrig coming up. That was the seventh hit of the World Series for Joe DiMaggio. And Castleman has started to warm up out of the Giants' bullpen at his way out in deep right center field. Everybody in position, ready to go. One out, runners on, first and third, Gary up. Ball one, a curveball, low inside. Gary pulls away from the plate. Runners on first and third. There's a long slant to the right field. Hot backing up. Hot takes it at the line drive. No chance of getting Rolf. The throw is to second base. Rolf scores after the catch. And it is Yankees three, Giants two. Luke Gehrig got a hold of that ball and drove it approximately 350 feet. About 350 from home plate. Low line drive. Now not playing very deep. Ran over about 10 or 15 yards, made the catch for the second out. But Rolf scored easily after the catch was made. Bill Dickey is up. Fitzsimmons takes a stretch. Here it is. The high fly ball into left center field. Moore coming over. Lieber going over. Moore set under it. Has it. And it's all for the Yankees in the third inning. One run, two hits, and no errors. Rosetti first up, failed to get on, and Rolf singled. Amagio single, putting Rolf on third. Gary hit a low line drive, very deep into right field, was taken by Mellot, and Rolf crossed the plate after the catch. Dickey failed to get on, and in the Yankee half of the third, one run on two hits. We're going into the last half of the third inning of this ball game. This is the sixth game of the series. I think a point of interest to the fans is this. They have about 50 pigeons here at the polo grounds, trained pigeons. We see them flying out of the press box and across the polo grounds every so often. Just as soon as something happens, they have a little package tied around them, and I presume they fly it to the various newspaper offices. We're going into the 
giant half of the third inning. The Giants in their white uniforms, trimmed in light blue. They are the home club this afternoon at the Polo Grounds. The Yankees having been the home club during the past three days. The Giants are batting in the last half of the third. They're back freely against the wall. The score being 3-2 against them. Lever will lead off. Ready to go. Last half of the third inning. Lever is up right-hand batter. Gomez winding up. The high foul back. Dickey coming back fast. You perhaps can hear that ball boom into Dickey's big catching mitt. Lieber fouled out to catcher Dickey. Now the not. Little right field of the Giants. The boy who was discovered by the late John J. McGraw at the tender age of 17. He came into the National League and has since been a great star. One of the league's leading home run hitters. One out, nobody on. There's a smash back to Gomez. He's a flex the ball to Cosetti. The throw is closed. He's out. That was the honey of a play by Frankie Cosetti. Mellock, left-hand batter, hit a hot smash back at the box. Messi Gomez deflected the ball about 15 feet in the air. Cosetti was off with a crack of the bat, took the ball in front of the second base bag, whipped it over to Gehrig. It was plenty close, but just in time for the out. an assist for Crosetti. Each of the players get an assist on that kind of a play. Thank you, so up. Last time up, he fouled out. There's a bounding ball down third, a big hopper. Ross fumbles the ball. Crosetti tries to pick it up, but he also fumbles it. I am sure that that will be an error for third baseman Ross. We'll check it for you in just a moment. Here it comes. It's an error. An error for third baseman Ross. Rolf took that one just a little bit too sure. He set himself for that peg. It was a high bounder right at the peak of his cap. And it dribbled out of his hands, out of the ground. Rosetti, ever alert, tried to pick it up, but fumbled it, and Rolf gets the error. Foul ball. Whitehead is up. Gomez takes a stretch. Here it is. The high fly ball going out toward right field. Everybody after it. It's close to the barrier. Selker runs over the line and makes a beautiful running catch for the third out. Whitehead fouled out to George Selker. Gary ran out there. So did Missouri. Thinking for a moment that that ball might land against the barrier. They were all set to retrieve it quickly if it did. In the giant half of the third inning, no runs, no hits. And one error. So at the end of three innings, the score, the Yankees of the American League, three, and the Giants of the National League, two. The Giants scored two runs in the first inning. The Yanks came back and tied it up on that mighty home run by Jakey Powell in the upper balcony in left field. It was then two and two. The Yanks forward to the front of the third, and at the end of three innings, they lead by the score of three to two. Fitzsimmons still in the box for the Giants, and Gomez for the Yankees. Your announcer has been Tom. Man, it's been a pleasure to broadcast the first three innings for you. Now I turn the microphone over to Red Barber of WLW in Cincinnati. Good luck, Red. Thanks, great deal, Tom. Fitzsimmons is busily throwing down to Mark Cornig. 
Gutman Cuso, taking a little time back in the dugout to put on his catching paraphernalia. The first batter up for the Yankees as we open the fourth inning with the Yankees ahead, 3-2, will be George Delkirk coming up for a second trip this afternoon. George hit the first home run in the series in the opening game, and here in the second inning on his one trip up today off the Timmons, he hit the first and so far the only triple in the series. Left-hand hitter. The Timmons right-hander spins, delivers, low outside for ball one. The outfield on Selkirk is back in respect to his prowess with that stick. Plenty deep and pulls sharply around toward right field. The infield is also a step around toward first. The Simmons leans down off the hill, takes the sign from Mancuso, dusting down this cross. Selkirk, left-hand hitter, takes outside again for ball two. Two and nothing. But he does the ball around in his glove. Selkirk waiting, standing a little bit deep back behind the plate. Takes a full swing with that bat, doesn't choke it. In other words, he cowtails it. The pitch taken right in there, the fat one for call strike one. But Simmons came right down with it. Two and one. Freddie working a little bit deliberately. Things are quiet now for the moment. Short winder. Spin, pitch. It swung on. It's a drive out toward right center field. Lieber's coming in fast, straight in, and waiting and has it. Self Kirk is out. Flying out to center field to Hank Lieber. The batter now is Jake Powell, whose home run in the second inning followed Selkirk's triple and tied up the ball game. After which, the Yankees forced ahead with a tally in the third. Powell, a right-hand hitter, is the shining offensive star so far of the series. He has a total of eight hits. Just the bat slightly. Sends right off from the plate. The Simmons spins, delivers. Powell takes it. Ball strike one, hitting the inside corner just above the knees. One that broke down in there. The outfield is pulled toward left on Powell. He pulls the man Howard, witness at home with the pitch. It's right at the batter's head, and he ducks it. Ball one. Joe Moore's back just about as deep as he can, and straight away left. Hank Lieber shaded over toward left center. Fitzsimmons comes down with it outside. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Thereupon, a conference by the giant battery. And Cuso walking halfway out to the mound. Fitzsimmons coming down to meet him. These two veterans put their heads together. Fitzsimmons, this afternoon, is making his comeback after about two days of rest. Remember, he's 34. That may have something to do with his effectiveness. Now, Gomez is working on a full three-day rest assignment. The pitch is a curve, grounded down to deep third. It's through. Bartell stops it short, but cannot throw the first. It's a hit. An infield single by Powell. He hit that toward the hole between third and short. Jackson cut in for it. Couldn't get it. Bartell cutting back to deep shortstop. Managed to stop it, preventing the ball from going slowly out into left field, but could make no throw to first. And it's a single for Powell, giving him two for two this afternoon. A total of nine hits in the series, more than any other battle. One out, Powell on first. Lazari is the hitter. That's right-handed in the crowd. Shows that stick. Takes call strike one. Just under the waist on the inside of Paston. Simmons has given up six hits this afternoon and three in the third inning. That's two more than he gave up on his start the whole ball game. The pitch. It's the knuckle outside. All one. 
It's pretty hard to tell when Fitzsimmons is using that knuckleball. He uses it a lot. And his knuckleball dips and breaks down and outside. But he fakes with it a great deal. And one advantage of that spin of his, which he pivots on his hips, turning all the way back to second, is that he hides the ball before delivery. Pitches outside, Mancuso throws the first, but Powell comes back in ahead of this ball. Now Terry returns out to the mound. Two balls, one strike. Push him up, Tony. Out to a little toward run. Terry hits a lot to right field. The delivery with a curve, fouled into the sand behind first base. The hit and run was on. Powell breaking second base. Nazari went for an outside curve and fouled it behind first. Out of harm's way. The count's leveled off two and two. Mancuso takes the new ball, rubbing it briskly as he goes out to the mound, walks in a couple of feet of pitches box. Harry comes coming all the way back. waiting, standing like a statue. Simon Chico, back behind the plate, down into his cross. Geisel leans over the giant catcher's shoulders to eye this hit closely. It's two and two. It's quite a struggle. Three two is the score, favor the Yankees. The Simmons delivers. It's a curve, grounded down to third. Jackson cannot get it. It's two and out of the left field for a hit. Powell holds that second base on the single. Joe Moore throw in, comes to third, and is cut off by Bartell. That was hit. Between Jackson and Bartell. A single by Lazari, which pushes Powell down to second base. That's two for two. Both singles in the left by Lazari this afternoon, giving him now a total of four hits in the series. Now that is the seventh hit off Fitzsimmons this afternoon in three and a third innings. And that occasion, a round table confab in the heart of the Giants' inner defense. Manager Bill Terry come over from first base. Whitehead has come in from second. Captain Jackson come over from third. Bartell's out there. The Simmons stands on the mound. He and Bartell exchange a final word. Richard goes bouncing back towards short. The batter stepping in is Gomez, a left-hand hitter. He's not rated as a very good hitter. He's the Yankee pitcher. Fielding behind first. Whitehead's pulled up rather close around second. Now the pitch. He swung on. It's a line drive over Bartell's head in the left. A well-hit ball. Powell is rounding third. Coming in. Lazari holds it second. Leaning back on it, ball one. 
4-2 in favor of the New York Yankees in the top half of the fourth inning. Simmons grimly looks around. Maybe it's beginning to tell on Freddy. He hasn't had the two days rest in coming back. The pitch. It's a curve over. Waist high. A beauty for Paul strike one. One and one. Simmons goes to the Ross and back. Tossed it away. The outfield pulled around toward right. Not very deep on Ross. But Ross, who usually is up there, choking that bat. Is now gathering way down by the knob. He swings to the curve. It's a high foul. Up and back. Mancuso comes hustling back. But he doesn't get to it. You ball put in play. By way of third base Jackson. He's busy rubbing it up. Baseballs have certainly had pitches pay a great deal of attention to them. This series. One ball, two strikes. Ross at the batter. That's hand hitter. Rosario leading off second. Gomez off first. Infield back to the Giants. Outfield toward right. Sharp to show. Simmons delivers. Outside. And Mancuso throws down to second base, but it's not in time. Terry coming back in. The throw went to Bartel. There's one thing you can say about Mancuso in this series. He has not hesitated, regardless of the pressure or of the situation, to try and pick men off of the bases. And he's tried at all bases. You know, that's quite a gamble for a catcher to take. Because suppose he figures, what if I throw this ball away? The Simmons delivers. It's a curve. He's hit out the right center field. It's a base hit. It's in there. Rosario is coming around third. Two score. Gomez round second. Goes to third. And makes it. Ralph single. His ninth hit of the series, and his second this afternoon, and the Yankees are now ahead, 5-2. to two. The throw-in was cut off at second base by Bartell, and he dropped it, and the crowd roared, but it didn't make any difference. Now, Gomez would have made third standing up anyhow. A single by Ross, a well-hit pump-back liner to right center field. And the Yankees are now ahead, 5-2, to two, and the Giants holding a confab around pitches mound, and it's going to be a relief hurler that Simmons is knocked out of the box here in the top of the fourth inning. From way out in right center field, where the Giants' bullpen is, it looks to be Clyde Castleman coming in. Come on. in two seasons ago with the Giants coming up from Nashville and had just a brilliant season. And then this past year, he had a very tough time getting started but began to come into his own toward the toe. A round of applause for Fitzsimmons. Stocky Fitzsimmons, we don't go with the expression that he's fat because he's just about all man. He's just a big fellow, built in rather rotund proportions. He's now making that long, sad pilgrimage out across center field, heading for the clubhouse. The clubhouse is in deep center field. So whenever a pitcher is knocked out, he has to make that long march. It must to them hurt as bad as pulling teeth. For Simmons. 
at the moment. Talk to Lieber, Art, and Moore, the outfielders, who gathered in center field. Time, of course, is being delayed. As Castleman, a right-hander, who is getting ready to make his first appearance in this World Series, is warming up with Gus Manchester. Castleman, a six-foot young right-hander. And Fitzsimmons, the sentimental hero of the World Series, the hard luck boy of the series, is now getting a tremendous ovation from those rabid baseball bugs who do not give you an ovation unless you really earn it. They bleach your right. They're leaning over, applauding Fitzsimmons. And stepping in the batter's box now is Joe DiMaggio, Yankee runners with two men out here in the top of the fourth. First and third. DiMaggio, right-hand hitter up. Catchman, the right-hand pitcher, delivers. The fastball inside, above the knees, ball one. DiMaggio waiting. There's one blow this afternoon. Catchman pitches. DiMaggio swings and misses at a pass and one and one. The outfield on DiMaggio. Round toward left. Back deep. The infield, especially the left side, is deep. Gomez is conserving his energy. He's not running around, cramping in third. He just takes about a two-and-a-half-step lead and stands there and watches. The pitch swung on, peeled into right field, a fly ball that sends Ott back. Mel waits under it and takes it. And so ends the top of the fourth. And Castleman comes out and stops the Yankees, getting the one batter that he works to. Two runs for the Rupert Rifles in the top half of the fourth inning. Two runs on four hits. All singles, which sent the Simmons to the shower. Two men were left on. The Simmons gave up five runs, all earned, nine hits, struck out one, and walked none. In his three and two-thirds innings out there on the hill. And the pitcher now is Castleman. As we come into the last half of the fourth, the Giants, behind three runs, will have Travis Jackson leading off, then Castleman, the new pitcher, followed by, the top of the order, Joe Moore. Gomez, who got off to a rather limping start in the first inning, has settled down. He allowed two runs on two hits and walked a couple of men in the first round. He walked about and allowed a hit, but no run in the second. And in the third, he would have retired the Giants in order, but for an error by Ross. Ross only missed you in the series. Gomez, the lanky left-hander, who is hoping this afternoon, on his second start in this World Series, to be credited with his second victory, and thus decide the series here today and pitch his ball club, the Yankees, into the championship of the world, to the crown vacated by the Detroit Tigers. Now the batter up is Travis Jackson hitting right-handed. Gomez delivers. Jackson swinging. Hits the hot one right to Lazari, who takes him on the second bounce. Goes over to first to Gehrig, and that's all for Jackson. An easy out. Gomez so far has allowed two runs, both earned, coming in the first inning, and two hits. There's a pause for a moment. Castleman has not shown up at the plate as yet. Nobody working in the giant boat, and so it'll be Castleman to hit for himself. And yes, here he is. Castleman, back right-handed. Out to his little court right. Gomez, left-hander, comes down with it. Outside, ball one. The ball game is five to two. In favor of the Yankees. The pitch. 
It's Frank Warner, past him, tipping the outside corner at the knees. Tasman leans over, picks up a little dust, rubs his hands dry, doesn't choke that bat. He's a big, husky-looking chap. One out, nobody on in the last fourth of Giants. The pitch is swung on. It is a hit out into right center field. Tasman on his first trip to the plate. Hits the one-and-one one pitch for a sharp single. And that is hit number four off Gomez. Apparently, the pitchers in this World Series must be disappointed outfielders. The way they are clouding that apple. With one out, Tasman singles into right center. And he's now at first base. Hit number four. Gomez. The batter now is Joe Moore, who started hitting in the World Series, and the sun is coming out brilliantly now. The pitch, more left-hand batter slugs deep out into right center field. Selkirk waits underneath it and makes the catch. Castleman, station halfway between first and second, retreats back to Confab with Lou Gehrig. Now two away. The ball was hit well, but Selkirk was playing it perfectly. A little trouble pulling him down. The sun is beginning to come out very, very brightly. The skies were overcast at the start of the ball game, but they're now lightening up. The hitter is Dick Bartell. He's been walked both times today that he's been up against Gomez. He takes low end, signs the ball one. Apparently, Gomez finds Bartell a difficult target to hit to. Richard Stan, with that rather unorthodox stand, his forward foot right up against the plate. The pitch. That's a bunt down toward third. Ross comes in for it fast. The throw to first. It's not in time. Bartell beats it out neatly, dragging the bunt down toward third base. I'm not dragging, swinging a bunch of there. Technically speaking, you only drag one when you pull it along the line in which you are running. But you short first base. Bartell neatly pushes a bunch down toward third and beats it out. Ross had to come in and make one of those do-or-you-don't plays. He did it all right, but he did not have time. And now Kaufman is at second on that infield single. Bartell's seventh hit in the series. He has more balls than the Giants. And Bill Terry is the batter. Left-hand hitter takes a curve to curve strike one. Terry has been to the plate 12 official times without getting a hit. He has five hits, but he is not getting his last 12 official trips. Pitch. Terry swinging. It's a roller down to second. As Eric grabbed it to throw to Garrick in time, and Terry is out for five steps. That ends the giant threat in the last half of the fourth inning. In the last half of the fourth, no runs for the Giants, two hits, and two men left on. At the end of four innings, it is five runs earned, nine hits and one error for the Yankees, two runs earned, four hits, and no errors for the Giants. At the end of four innings, five to two, favor of the Yankees. You'll want to inspect the selection of used cars being featured during Ford Dealers' nationwide October clearance sale of used cars. Your Ford dealer probably has just the car you've been looking for at a reasonable price. All right, Fred. Thanks, Ty. And I believe inadvertently we stated that the Giants have but four hits off Gomez. We forgot to add in Bartell's bunt single down toward third. The Giants have two runs and five hits. The Yankees, five runs, nine hits. Now, Councilman, who came out to relieve, making his first appearance in the series, when Fitzsimmons was belted out of the mound in the top of the fourth, came on with two men out and got DiMaggio, the only batter he faced, on a fly ball to Melot, is now preparing for the fifth inning. Fine, Councilman. The thing about this series so far that has impressed everyone has been the tenacity and the fight that has gone on. The Giants about to be badly discredited and badly beaten, graced yesterday, and in that hectic ten-inning struggle, one for themselves, 
new faith in the eyes of their own fans and supporters. It was a great ball game yesterday, perhaps the most bitterly played so far. As far as having men on in scoring position practically all of the time. Now Lou Gehrig is the hitter as we go into the fifth inning. Custom delivers and Gehrig takes a fast curve low. Ball one. Now two deep on Lou, of course. is about one step closer toward first base than he usually plays. Kessman comes down with it. Garrick swinging. It's a hot one that Terry picks up, runs for the bag, and beats Garrick there unassisted. Bill Terry leaned over. Very, very supple and pliable. Almost over the right field foul line. A nice play for a first baseman on that hard smash by Garrick. It was a ball almost identically such as Mellot got a double on in the first inning. Now it's one up and one gone. Gehrig retired by his opposing first base and unassisted as the opening set. Battery's Dickey. Price has been up and Price has found out to go more. Pitch. Dickey swinging. It's a high foul. Up and back. Manchuco comes back, back, back. Doesn't get it. Came back hitting the edge of the stand. The gust is leaving nothing to chance. Back on top of the play. The outfield on Dickey plays him as more of a full hitter than any other Yankee. Shifted drastically toward right. Joe Moore, who caught the two fly balls that Dickey hit so far, has caught them almost in dead away center field. Pitch outside, ball one. Moore, the left fielder, way over, sharp left center. Hank Leaf is over in right center. Mel out, thanks to that slanting wall that comes out. Is in straightaway right. Dickie waiting. One and one's the count. Nobody on, one out. Top of the fifth. Pitch it outside. Fasten it doesn't come down. Ball two. Five to two. Favor the Yankees. Yankees hitting top of the fifth. It's a great baseball afternoon now. Sun coming down very neatly. Yet there's just enough chill in the air. Make it comfortable. Well, of course. Pitch. It's a fast one groove, and Dickey takes it to strike two. Two two. What wind there is this afternoon is blowing roughly from behind first base toward home plate. Behind second toward third. Pitch is a bouncer over the mound. Whitehead comes in fast. The throw to first in time. A nice play by Whitehead. A slow roller that bounded over the mound. Whitehead cut in to the infield grass. Another one of those duo you don't plays, and he did. It's the second set that he's completed successfully in the series. Dickey is out. Whitehead to Terry. The batter is Southkirk. He tripled in the second inning and threw out to Lieber in the fourth. One for two. It's left-handed. He's what right and deep. Southkirk takes inside. That one's close in on the fingers. Ball one. Southkirk has seven blows so far in the series. Twinkle toes. Partisan calling. Wait. The pitch. The bears. All strike one. Hitting the inside corner. Waist high. One and one. Getting to five for the moment. So pitch running out of the box. He walked out on the decision on that last pitch. Now giving his child to the Yanks. Gets in again. Confirmed strike hold. 
Hangs over the plate. Delivery. It's a change of pace. Ball strike two. Compliment with a, a neat change of pace down over the inside corner. He pulled the string on that one and slowed it down. And Sarkirk walked out of the box. He didn't like the decision on that. These last two pitches have sharply clipped the inside corner. Does high. That ball one strike two. Swinging stretch twice, now delivers. It's low outside. Two and two. So far, Chapman, technically in his one inning sojourn in relief, has not allowed a Yankee on. Set, two out, to the top of the fifth. Delivery is swung on, it's a drive out toward right center. Lieber is getting underneath it and has it. A line drive caught in right center field by Hank Lieber. Councilman has now took one and one-third perfect relief inning. Nothing across for the Yankees in the top of the fifth. And the Giants come in still three runs behind for the last of the fifth. It is five runs for the Yankees, two for the Giants. And the Giants grimly know, better than anyone else, that if they do not win this ball game today, the series is over. In the last of the fifth, Hank Labor will lead off. So far, out of five official trips to the plate in the series, he has not a hit. Twice he's received walk. We do not count his official times at bat. Then will come Mellot, who's double in the first inning, a sharp scorcher just inside first base, not along the right field foul line, and into the corner, scored the two giant runs. Hot hit that one with the bases loaded. After Ott, Gus Mancuso who has 0 for 2 this afternoon. Lieber, Ott, and Mancuso up against Gomez. Gomez is steadily improving as he's going along. Hank Lieber, bring a couple of war clubs, make the one that he finally selects feel a little bit lighter. Big, blonde, losing right-hander. Today was quite a college throwback. He certainly looked the part. Right-hand hitter. The pitch to him, swung on and missed. Curve breaking down into a right-hand batter thrown by a left-hand pitcher waist high. Breaking on the inside. Lieber fell back from it. Didn't get it. Strike one. Got you very deep on Hank. Down toward left. Gomez comes down with it high. One and one. I believe the hardest ball hit in this World Series was hit by Hank Lieber in that 18-4 debacle. But was caught by DiMaggio in deep center field. Lieber hits the foul straight back. Now one and two. I wonder sometimes how ball players feel about playing in parks of different proportions, different dimensions. In one park, you hit a ball and almost tear the cover off of it, better than 460 feet, and you're out. Another park, you hit one 300 feet, and it's a home run. The pitch is outside, doesn't get the corner. It's two two. Two balls and two strikes. Takes his time, getting the time from Dickey. Hunt comes down with that left elbow. It's a foul, back onto the screen. Keep it going for that one. Two and two. Hank runs the end of his tongue around the edge of his lips. Gets back into the stand following that foul. I takes his stance. Feet spread. Gomez pitches. Lieber takes high inside, and it's 3-2. First giant up, last of the fifth. 
going along very, very evenly, almost mechanically now at the moment. The pitch is swung on and missed. Strike three. Labor is out. And he twisted all the way around, almost wound up on himself when he did not connect. Gomez came down with a curve then for that 3-2 pitch. It's a great pitch if you can handle it. That is the first strikeout. Gomez has accomplished this afternoon. It's the second strikeout in the ball game. The batter is Mal on. Outfield gets around toward right on Mal. He hits out toward left field. It's in to the second tier of the stand for the home run. Mal on. does not pull one. He just hit it late. High into the second tier of the stands in straightaway left field for a homer. And the game is now five for the Yankees and three for the Giants. Mallott connecting for a home run. They were playing him as a pull hitter, but instead, he went after one late and still got a hold of it. The first hit to Gus Mancuso, a right-hand batter, is high outside for ball one. Ott has now driven in all three of the giant runs this afternoon. The pitch is outside to Mancuso. Ball two. Missing very much, missing enough. Giant fans now begin to try and rattle him. The pitch, and Cuso swinging, fouls it back on top of the stands. Ryan Hall. Strike one. Two balls, one strike. Outfield toward left on Mancuso. Hot doesn't hit a great deal toward left field, but he certainly kissed that one in the teeth into straightaway left field and into the second tier of the stand. Gomez delivers, and Cuso swinging at the drive deep out into center. The Maggio is back, now waiting, and has it. In deep center field, shading a little bit over toward left center. And it's two away. The last of the fifth. A brief conference between shortstop Cresetti, who's been the talker-upper so far this series. You can hear him jabbering away down at shortstop no matter where you are in the stand. And Groff, the third baseman, pitcher Gomez. Now the three scatter, going to their different points of descent. The batter is Burgess Whitehead, who's had just one hit so far in all the series. Puts his bat, little right-hand sticker, takes outside, shoulders, ball one. After a little short right, not very deep. Whitehead is noted for popping him just over the infield. Left-handed delivers, Whitehead swinging, hits it right back to the box. Gomez fields it on a big hop, throws over to first, and Whitehead is out before he's hardly out of his track. That was a hot one hit right back at Gomez. That's all for the last of the fifth inning. Nothing across for the Giants except that Mel Ott hammered one into the upper tier of the left field stand for a home run. One run on one hit. Nobody left on. And Gomez gets his first strike out of the ballgame. At the end of five innings, it is... Five runs, nine hits, and one arrow for the Yankees. Three runs, six hits, and no arrows for the Giants. To begin the sixth inning, Jake Powell is up. Haven't gotten him out today. He takes strike one as Castleman pours it over. Not a high on the inside. He has a total of nine hits in the series. Castleman delivers. The fast one just above the knee for call strike two. So far, the Yankees have not been able to do a thing. 
to this youngster, Vidal Castleman. Making his first appearance in the series, he relieved Fitzsimmons in the fourth. Freddie couldn't go it any longer. Castleman set, swinging stretch delivers. It's swung on, hit, held by Mancuso for strike three. Castleman came out and stopped Jake Powell, and he stopped him the ignominious way. He struck him out. Jake just did kick that third strike, the Mancuso's mitt wrapped right around the fourth side. Now the battery is Tony Lazari, who hasn't been stopped today. Takes a call strike around the knees on the outside. That's his court right on Tony. Right hand hitter, hooks the bat. Larry has two singles out of two tries. Takes inside and it's one and one. Kassman has a great deal of speed this afternoon. And he's using that speed to great advantage. The young right-hander is certainly pitching two spots. He's throwing that ball where he wants it. And Cuso is calling for it. Pitch is a low curve. Ball two. Two and one. a veteran of many and many a campaign, rated one of the brainiest of all ball players ever in the business. Just next out waiting. Cashman delivers. Lazari swinging. Fouls it back onto the stand. Two, two. The one thing that I've noticed about Castleman is that he has not shown signs of nervousness in this World Series push. Working very businesslike. He delivers it in there. Swung on and missed for strike three. tell you, to come out and retire six men in a row, and those six men are the Yankees, in the very teeth of their batting order, is a pretty good job, but when you strike out Powell and Lazari, you're doing all right, and this young Castleman, without a show of nerves, is very coolly and cold-bloodedly working, he's doing a great job, now the batter is Gomez, who has one hit this afternoon, Gomez takes inside, leaning back from ball one. Now, little toward left. Gomez, believe it or not, and we can prove it, has two hits in the series. The delivery is inside, and Gomez is hitting the dirt. Getting out of the way of that one. Two balls and no strikes. Umpire Geisel, the American League staff, who's the umpire in chief this afternoon, working balls and strikes, walks out now and brushes it off home plate. The rest of the arbiters, Major Kurtz of the National League at first, some of the American at second, Beerman of the National at third. Now let's see. Two balls, no strikes. Two out, nobody on. The delivery is in there, swung on, foul back up onto the sand. Gomez was going for the fat one. He jumped on it, but he couldn't straighten it out. Two and one. Two men out for the Yankees, during the top of the sixth. And the Yankees have been stopped cold by the man to first base since Castleman appeared on the scene. Delivery. It's in there. Swung on. Foul back on the netting. Two, two. Two balls and two strikes. The score, five runs for the Yankees, three for the Giants. Two balls put in, being rubbed up. Now Castleman, very steadily steps onto the hill. Two and two. 
Kid Gomez even with each other. The delivery swung on and missed. And Gomez is struck out, going for Castleman around the fingers. And Castleman strikes out Powell, Lazari, and Gomez in order in the sixth, and he is getting a hand. Lionel Castleman, a very tender year, in his extremely early 20s, has now worked two and one-third perfect innings of relief. And he looks out there on the mound just as cool and collected and certainly as murderously efficient as Hubble in his best moment. Castleman is turning in a great relief job. It'll be Travis Jackson, the last of the six, against Senior L. Goofy. Followed by Castleman, and then Joe Moore. The Giants coming in for the last of six behind two runs. The Yankees leading 5-2-3. Travis Jackson up. He has one for two this afternoon. A total of four hits in the series. Hitting right-handed. Gomez left-handed in. High for ball one. Jackson has dropped a couple of neat punts for third and beaten him out in the series. And Red Ross, remember, playing in pretty close to third. Coming in on the pitches. Otherwise, the infield straight away. The outfield pulls toward left. Gomez is ready. Jackson in the crowd. Delivery. Jackson swinging. It's a high infield pop-up. Lazari coming halfway down toward first. Underneath it. Takes it. Only Lazari. Halfway between first and second. Takes Jackson's pop-up. One up and one away. Last of the six. Right now is Castleman. The applause is rising as he comes walking to the plate. Castleman is up there ready. He's run up once in the series, once in the ball game today. He swings and misses the first pitch to him here on his second visit. Strike one. He shot a single out in the right center field in the fourth inning. For second time. He's batting a thousand anyway he looks at himself, offensively and defensively. The pitch is low outside. One and one. Up to foot right. The big gaping hole in the outer defense is left center. Powell, Texas speaking, is in left field. DiMaggio is shaded sharply over toward right center. Infield straight away. Usual depth to pitch. Hit the plate and bounds off Dickey's left arm. Two balls, one strike. Gomez, very slender. Powell has thrown to him halfway between the knees and the ankles. Stands there on the mound. The way he has a uniform on, he looks even slimmer than he is. There's some of those giant fans again. Now the pitch. Turn on, hit right back to the middle. Gomez takes it, throws easily over to first to Garrick, and that's all for Castleman. Bouncing out, pitch it to first. Two up and two out for the Giants. And the last is six. And the batter is Joe Moore. Joe this afternoon has one hit, a single, first trip to the plate, out of three tries. He has a total of five blows in the classic. Ball game is 5-2-3 in favor of the Yankees. They hold any part of this lead, the series is over today. Joe Moore, left-hand hitter, chokes that bat about two inches. Gomez, left-hand pitcher, curves it, away from the batter and down over the plate for ball strike one. 
the moment. Looks as though that ball was coming right at Moore's ribs, and it broke neatly down and in there. The fast one's inside. Moore got out of the way of that. 1-1. One, one. Two out, bases empty, last to six. Delivery. Swung on. Sorolla down to second base. Lazari has it cleanly. The throw over to first to Garrick. In plenty of time, Joe Moore is out. And the Giants, without getting a ball out of the infield, go down in order with nothing across at the end of the sixth inning. At the end of sixth round, it is five runs earned and nine hits. All of that damage off Fitzsimmons for the Yankees. Foul for the Giants, three runs earned, and all three runs driven in by Miller, and a total of a half a dozen blows. There's only one hour in the ball game, Ross of the Yankees committing it. At the end of six innings, it is five to three in favor of the Yankees. Cashman, who so far has pitched two and one third perfect innings of relief, is about ready to take over for the seven. And this is Red Barber, bowing out of the picture now, and very happily turning the microphone over to the capable Pat Tyson of WWJ Detroit. Thank you, Red. Ask your Ford dealer to show you his share of the 150,000 bargains being featured during Ford dealers' nationwide used car clearance sale. Late models of all the popular makes are priced to fit conservative budgets. Look in the classified section of your local newspaper for special bargains in R&G used cars. They are renewed and guaranteed. Shifting a little bit to the left, we now get into this microphone and go into seventh inning. The score 5-3 in favor of the Yankees. And the first man up is Frank Rossetti. Right-hand hitter and Castleman's first pitch. Cut that inside corner for a called strike. Rossetti has no hits and three times at bat. In this sixth game of the World Series, the arm goes up for the next pitch and Frank fouls one off to his right. Going into the stands out behind first base, strike two. Makes the count two and nothing. Waiting now until Gus Mancuso tosses the new ball out to Clydell Castleman, who's been doing a swell job of relief pitching here. The big, chunky right-hander has certainly been fogging them through there. Starts his wind up to nice, free, easy motion. And it's a curve breaking low and outside ball one. The count, two strikes and one ball. Rossetti leading off in the seventh. 5-3 in favor of the Yankees. The next pitch. Rossetti pops the pitch, rolls it slowly toward Kirk. Marco comes in with a one hand.
that crowd still murmuring over that play of Bartell. Appleman gets ready. There's the windup. Here's the pitch. Roth cuts one on the ground to the right of second base, and it's out there for a single into right center field. Burgess Whitehead made a great try for it, but the ball was cut off to his right too far down there for him to get in front of it, and it's the third hit for the Dartmouth alumnus Red Roth. Three singles. He's hit safely the last three times at bat after grounding to carry the first time up. Now Joe DiMaggio with one hit in three times up is up. That is the first Yankee to get on base since Castleman uh, started pitching in the fourth inning. Lost to first, no dice. There's the stretch. Here's the pitch. DiMaggio fouls one into the dirt. Strike one. One strike on Joseph. One man out. Due to a great play by shortstop Dick Bartell. And Roth is on first as a result of his single pass, Whitehead. Here's the pitch. It's a high fly. He uppercut that one in the short center field. Lieber coming far in for it, still coming, and he makes the catch about 60 feet behind second base. That was a rainmaker. Joe uppercut that pitch and hit an extremely high fly, which Lieber ran a country mile for to get in and make the catch. Two men out. We were afraid he'd never get stopped till he banged into the screen here. He's a big man, and when he gets going, it's pretty hard to stop. Two gone. And Lou Gehrig, who has gone hitless so far in this afternoon's contest, is the next hitter. Castleman pitching without a wind-up with a runner on first. Tosses one over there to Terry as Ralph fades back without any trouble. Two men gone. Ralph on first. 5-3 in favor of the Yankees. Here's the pitch. Gehrig cut the fastball to Curtis Whitehead, second baseman, making it on the first hop and throwing him out of place. Was up to Whitey's left, bearded with his gloved hand, and tossed to Terry for an easy out of first. No run. One hit. No error. Cassetti, first up, was robbed of a hit by a great stop and throw by Dick Bartell, shortstop, coming in fast, taking the ball with his throwing hand and really throwing while in the air to retire him on a close play. Ross next got the first hit, and the first man to get on base since Castleman started pitching in the fourth inning. DiMaggio hit a very high fly to short center field, Lieber making the put off, and then Gehrig grounded out second to first to end the Yankees' half of the seventh inning. Score is still 5-3 in favor of the Yanks, and the first man up for the Giants is Dick Bartell, who has a perfect day so far with a pair of walks and a single. Dick steps in there. Right-hand hitter, you know. This uh, series isn't over by any means, despite the fact that the Yanks are enjoying a two-run lead here in the seventh inning. Most anything can happen, so don't go away. The first pitch to Bartell, a call strike. Gomez broke a curve in there, belt high. Dick steps out of the batter's box, hesitates a minute, 
He's getting a bit of sign language from first base coach Adolph Lukey. Six steps back in there again. Waving his bat at Gomez. Here's the pitch. He hits one on the ground just Third giant run. Back up until the time 
Mr. Bartell opened this inning with a double, and Mr. Perry collaborated with a single, and Joe DiMaggio obliged with a boot out there. Mr. Ogden taking charge of all the giant runs scored so far. He's in there, Ed, and walked, filling the bases. Mark Koenig, also swinging from the wrong side of the plate, went up to hit for Jackson and took a call third strike. One run, two hits, one error, and three men left on base. The score remains 5-4 in favor of the Yankees as they come to bat in the eighth. The Giants have had ten men left on base so far today. While the Yanks have had but uh, five stranded, just half that number. Now they're going to have a patched up lineup. Did you get it so long while I was doing that? Mark Koenig is playing second. And Mayo, uh, M-A-Y-O, playing third. Koenig at second. Mayo at third. Four in favor of the Yankees. Did you get that? Mayo playing third. Koenig playing second. Danning, catching, and Ripple playing center field. Mayo at third, Koenig at second, Danning is catching, and Ripple playing center field. First man up is Bill Dickey, and the first pitcher calls strike. The next one is a little low, over the plate, but a little low, ball one. And Clydell Castleman doesn't like the way that last pitch was called. Is one and one. He's pitched a great job of relief, too. There's the windup, and the next pitch to Dickey is a call strike as the ball shot off the right, off the outside corner to a left hand hitter. Knee high pitch. Castleman gets a bit of rosin on his fingertips. Steps softly out there around the mound. He's ready to go. He's on the rubber. Here's the pitch. It's inside and low, ball two, two and two. Dickey has gone hitless in three times today. Five, four in favor of the Yankees. Opening of the eighth inning. There's the motion. And the pitch is outside, a fastball. Bell five, ball three. And manager Bill Terry walks over to talk to Castleman in a moment before the next pitch is delivered. It's outside, ball four. Bill Dickey, opening the eighth inning, got on base for the first time this afternoon, working Castleman for a pass. And that, incidentally, is the second Yankee to reach base since Castleman started pitching in the fourth inning, relieving that Freddie Fitzsimmons. Next man up. 
plateaus, George Selkirk. A triple in three times at bat. He slide out to deep right center field on two other occasions. Castleman takes his stretch. He's ready. Here's the clutch. Selkirk bombs one pass, Terry, and one out into right field. Dickey is rounding second. Now he comes back as Mel Ott comes in the ball fast and heaves it in to Dick Bartell there at shortstop. Cutting off any chance for Dickey to advance further than second. A single for Selkirk. His second hit in four times at bat this afternoon. And this brings up juggernaut Jakey Powell, who homered in the second inning, singled in the fourth, and was one of the three who struck out in the sixth. And Castleman was bearing down there and whiffed Powell, Lazari, and Gomez in order. Jakey's a right-hand batter, as you, most of you know by this time, and likes to stand in there and take his cut. Two on and then out. Five-four in favor of the Yankees. There's the stretch. It's a strike called. A knee-high pitch. One strike on foul. Rather expect, expect him to bunt in there. Jerry playing in on the grass. Castleman takes his stretch. And the next pitch is a bunted foul. Top foul. Eddie Mayo coming over fast but can't get in front of it in time. It drops to the ground for the second strike. Two and nothing. Umpire Harry Geisel renovating the plate a bit. day we were out here, they had to use a sponge to get the plate clean. Today, everything's nice and dry down here. Count is two strikes to nothing on Jakey Powell. Dickey on second. Selkirk on first. Here it comes. It's strike three. Oh. A knee-high pitch. And Harry Danning, catcher, is blocking things up there, giving Castleman a lot of encouragement. To strike out Powell in this clutch. Pitch right in across his knees. And now there's one man down with Tony Lazari up. Tony has had two singles and three times at bat. There's the stretch. Here's the pitch. Lazari bounces one through the box. Out in the center field. Here comes Sticky home with a six run. And although center fielder Ripple momentarily fumbled the ball out there, Selkirk did not attempt to advance beyond second base. Another hit for Lazari, three out of four. Sending Dickey scampering across with a sixth Yankee run of the game, and the score is 6-4 in favor of the American League contenders for this World Series honor. Now Johnny Murphy is up. First time John has been to bat. Senor Gomez, before leaving the game, had one hit in three times at bat, which gave him a total of two for the series much better than Lefty usually does throughout the whole season. There's the stretch. One man out. Murphy fouls one in the dirt, bounces up and hits him, and then sort of dribbles out toward third base. Just a strike. Giants passing the ball around that uh, remade infield. Mayo at third, and Koenig at second. Castleman 
Castleman is ready. There's the stretch. And the next pitch to Murphy is fouled back here. Johnny bats them as he throws them right-handed. And the count is now two strikes and nothing. Two and nothing. Castleman tosses the rosin bag away after giving this new ball a bit of treatment. Throws the rubber and gets the sign from Harry Danning, his catcher. There's the stretch. And the pitch to Murphy is a fastball right through the middle for a called third strike. And that one was in there. Fast one right through between the knees and the belt. Two men out. Both of them strike out victims. Two men on. The score is 6-4. Favor the Yankees. Frankie Crosetti, who's gone hitless in four times at bat today. Of course, it took a bit of magic on the part of Dick Bartell to throw him out the last time up. The pitch is high inside to a right-hand hitter. Ball one. Castleman tossing that ball in for umpire Geisel to exchange it for a new one. thing about these pitchers, they never have to keep the article. If they don't want it, they can return it and receive a substitute. But you can't get your money back, and you can't get a pitch back if you pitch in there wrong, and someone hammers in the upper deck. There's the stretch. It's a foul along the ground, out, oh, out around third base, going over against the field boxes there, being retrieved by third base coach Artie Fletcher. And the count is one and one to Corsetti. Selkirk is on second, and Lazari is on first. There are two men out. It's the eighth inning, and the score is 6-4 in favor of the Yankees. Castleman gets the sign. There's the stretch, and the pitch is low and inside. Corsetti backing away. Ball two. Two balls and one strike. Two and one. Side gets the sign. Danning comes up out of the crouch. Here's the pitch. Fast one a little high. Ball three. Three and one. He had that one over, but it was too high. Been a good strike on Bill Dickey. Corsetti is not quite so high as Williams. Three and one. Castleman gets the sign. There's the stretch. Two men out. Here's the pitch. It's a hook outside. Ball four, filling the bases. Bases loaded. Two men are out. Red Rolfe, left-hand hitter who has singled safely the last three times at bat. After grounding to Terry the first time at bat. Three men on, two men out, 6-4 in favor of the Yankees. Not the Connecticut Yankees, but Joe McCarthy's California Yankees. DiMaggio, Crosetti, and Rivera. Here's the picture. Selkirk on third, Lazari on second, and Crosetti on first. A called strike on Rolf. Castleman flipping the outside corner with a knee-high pitch. Try to adjust the cap a little more securely. 
Rosinates his fingertips and gets back up on there, looking in for the sign. He starts his wind-up, working with a full motion. It's a long drive out right field. Ott is fading back against the wall there and has it for the put-out. One run. An awful lot of people got on base that time for one run. Uh, two hits. A couple of bases on balls. Two strikeouts. Three men left. Dickey first up, drew a pass, and Selkirk singled. Still stopping at second. Powell struck out, called out on strike. Lazari singled to center, popping one right over Castleman's head. And Dickey scored with Selkirk pulling up at second. Murphy fanned. Rossetti walked, filling the bases. And Rolf ended the inning with a high fly to Mallott out near the wall in right field. One run, two hits, no error. And the score is 6-4 in favor of the Yankees as the Giants, the home club today, come to bat in the eighth. Here's an announcement. Nobody on. 
and manager Bill Terry is up. Bill has one hit in three times at bat in this game. starts his windup, and the first pitch to Terry is a ground ball to Lazari. Tony comes up with it and throws to Gehrig for the out at first. One run, one hit, no error. Kiddo Davis batted for Castleman and flied to foul and left. Joe Moore hit a home run off the roof out in right field. Martell popped to Lazeri, and Lazeri tossed out Terry. The score at the end of the eighth, 6-5 in favor of the Yankees. A new standard of value in the medium price field will be established this Saturday when the Lincoln Zephyr for 1937 goes on display. This V-type 12-cylinder car that is years ahead offers you new beauty, new comfort, and new performance. Dick Kaufman, tall, blonde, right-hander, is now the third giant pitcher to see service in this ballgame. Joe DiMaggio, the first one to face Kaufman, hit the foul into the dirt, which bounded up and hit him, and then caromed out halfway to the pitcher's box. Strike one. Four times at best. And here's the next pitch. A bounder to third is past Eddie Mayo out in the left field for a base hit. Joe Moore hustling the ball in, and DiMaggio is on first as a result of a single slash pass. Eddie Mayo now playing third base for the Giants. Joe's second hit of the afternoon. Two and five. Lou Gehrig, no hits in four times at bat, is up. Before today's game, well, we take these four. We can add four to 19, get about 23. Lou's had six hits and 23 times at bat. Hoffman throws the rubber, pitching without a wind-up. A slow curve inside, ball one. Looks around to see that Mel Ott is out there hanging on the barrier in deep right field. We're getting ready to pitch this next one. Hard to see, Mel. He's right in the background of the wall. Ball, low, outside. Two and nothing. Out there against one of those white painted signs, Ott should wear a black uniform. And we could spot him. Out of two or nothing on Gehrig. Maggio taking a bit of a lead off first. Here's the pitch. Gehrig lines the hit past Haney out in the right field. Maggio on his way to third and goes into third standing up. Ott hustles the ball in. Haney dives for that drive but couldn't get in front of it. And it's sent to Maggio to third. Gehrig's first hit of the afternoon. Third and first occupied. No 
Nobody out in the ninth. The score 6-5 in favor of the Yankees. And Bill Dickey is the next batter. Will has had no hits in three times at bat. He walked the last time up and moved to score. A bit of a huddle out there around the pitcher's box. Manager Terry slowly walks over toward first base. And out in the bullpen we see Harry Gumbert warming up. Another right-hander for the Giants. They're showering Harry out there with torn up newspapers. It looks as though he were in the midst of a snowstorm. But Kaufman is ready now to pitch to Dickey. So let's get back a little closer. All right, there's the stretch. It's a low ball, ball one. Danning blocking nicely, keeping it from getting past him, which would have permitted the runner on third to come home, Mr. DiMaggio. One ball. Hoffman works slowly. He isn't in what one would, a position one would really relish. Nobody out. Runners on third and first. Nice to Terry. He's got DiMaggio back by third. And had Danny held on to the ball. But he slid across the plate, knocking the ball out of Danning's hand. And Terry's fine play on that bounder was wasted. DiMaggio scored from third. The bounder hit right at Terry, who had DiMaggio blocked off between third and the plate. And when he heaved the ball in here, DiMaggio hit Danning and it squirted out of his hand, giving Joe a chance to score. Gary to move to third. And Dickey to second on the error. Danning is charged with the error. The catcher. Maggio scoring, making it 7 5 in favor of the Yankees. And now, with George Selkirk up, he is given an intentional pass. Ball one. Ball two. George uh, Dickey's time at bat as a fielder's choice and charged Danning with an error permitting Terry throw to get away from him when DiMaggio scored. Ball four. Now the bases are loaded with nobody out and Jake Powell is up. Hoffman takes his time, 
Infield is pinched into a force play at the plate. It's a smash to shortstop. And right through Bartell's leg into left field. Gehrig has scored. Dickey is following him across. Selkirk slides into third. And Powell takes second on the throw. a hit. The ball, the score a ruling. That was the infield pinched in as closely as they were to the grass. The ball was hit entirely too fast for Bartell to get his hands down in time to make the play. Scored is a hit for Paul, which scored Gehrig and Dickey. Selkirk went to third, and Powell took second on the throw to third. Credit Jake with a single. So he's had two singles, a home run, and a stand fight in this game. There's nobody out. And Jake has also knocked in four of these runs, which now must be about uh, nine. Well, nine is right. That's remarkable. conference out there, and it looks as though Kaufman were through, and Harry Gumbert, who's been warming up out there, coming in. And they're going to give Lazari an intentional pass. Ball one, ball two. to throw down to third on that fourth one, but Selkirk was very much alive. Well, the bases are loaded again, and up comes Gordon Johnny Murphy, right-hand batter, Johnny Pham, the only time he's hit today. And again, the infield pinched in for this fourth play at the plate. And there's a single right through the ball in the infield. Here comes Selkirk, and the throw to the plate... Powell on third. The bases are loaded. Selkirk scoring on this single to right field through the drawn in infield. Had the infield been playing the regular position that they take, it would have been a comparatively easy chance for Mark Koenig, the second baseman. But he was drawn in too far and had no chance to fade up toward first base for a play on this ground ball. Is Murphy a hit? Runs the score, just double now, 10 to 5. And Crosetti, eighth man to bat in this round is up. Right around. High, ball one. Coach Artie Fletcher is doing quite a bit of a doggy old dancing down there at third base for a man of his years. The uh, Yanks are quite happy at the present time. Some of them probably figuring on what to do with that seven grand or a little better. Ball two. Outside. Count is two or nothing. Three men on. Nobody out. This ninth inning. Here's the pitch. Inside, ball three. Three and nothing. Powell is on third. Lazari is on... Second, and Murphy is on first. 
And the count is three and nothing to Pusetti. The next pitch is right down the alley. That nothing ball for a call strike. Three and one. Pusetti waves his bat. Gumbert, the arm goes up for the pitch. And it's ball four for Pusetti. Walking, forcing in. Yankee run. The fifth of this inning. The bases are still loaded. And Ralph comes up, the ninth man to bat in this inning. The first pitch to Red is in there. A called strike. Belt high. Drop forth a roar from the crowd. Red has three hits and five times at bat. All singles. All strike two. Swinging on top of a low breaking curve, just picking it into Harry Danning Smith. The count is two or nothing. Gumbert starts his lined up, and the next pitch. Is hit on the ground at shortstop. Bartell to Caney gets second, forcing Rossetti for the first out of this inning. While, of course, runner on third, which happened to be Tony Lazeri, scampered home, and Murphy moved over to third. Runs in this inning with one man out. The score is 12-5 in favor of the Yankees. And DiMaggio up for the second time. Fouls along first baseline. The third baseline strikes one. Rolf is on first. Murphy is on third. One man out. Sort of running out of white paper here in the little blocks of the scorecard designating the ninth frame. There's the stretch. Here's the pitch. It's a bounder between third and shortstop. A great get on the part of shortstop Dick Bartell. He made a play at second base, but no chance to get the runner coming in there. In fact, it was remarkable that he got his hand on the ball at all. His bare hand, he was fading over fast toward third. And the runner on third, Murphy scored. at second, and DiMaggio has another hit, two in this inning. Runners on second and first, with one man out, and Gehrig is up. Gehrig got his first hit in this game, the first time at bat in this round. First pitch is strike. Dick Bartell has made two well-fielding plays today. One he got Corsetti at first on in the earlier stages of the game. And this one, he kept from going through out into left field. Gary drives one into the stands in right field. Foul. Second base, but no chance to get the runner coming in there. In fact, it was remarkable that he got his hand on the ball at all. His bare hand, he was fading over fast toward third. And the runner on third, Murphy scored. While Rolf is 
safe at second. And DiMaggio has another hit. Two in this inning. Runners on second and first. With one man out and Gehrig is up. Gehrig got his first hit in this game. The first time at bat in this round. First pitch is strike. Bartell has made two swell fielding plays today. One he got Cassetti at first on in the earlier stages of the game, and this one he kept from going through out into left field. Gary drives one into the stands in right field foul. A lot of the boys and girls thought it was a home run. It wasn't fouled by very much, but umpire George Major Kurtz out there along that line and right, waved his hand toward the stand, bent over, touching the ground, designating it's just a long strike, Lou. Gehrig is coming back. That wasn't fouled by a whole lot. I would say probably cut in there from the angle where I'm sitting, somewhere around probably 10 feet, wasn't one hard to see from this angle. We've got a better shot along the third baseline than the right field line. Here's the pitch. Outside. Ball two and the count is two and two. One man out. Walsh is on second. DiMaggio on first. And the count is two and two on Gary. There's the stretch. Here's the pitch. Outside. Ball three. Here. The 
monkeys can tie. In fact, they can really break the record for runs scored in one inning of the World Series. Established by the Athletics against Joe McCarthy's Cubs in the 1929 series. It was a 10-run inning. Indebted to Warren Brown, our highlight commentator on this game, for that information. But we pass it along to you. The count on Selkirk is one and one. Ten runs or uh, seven runs in here so far in this inning, and a swinging strike. George seems to be trying to break that record. Count is two strikes and one ball. Yep. Of course, he's the thirteenth man to bat this round. Here's the pitch. He drives one far out into center field. Ripple fading way back. About uh, close to 500 feet, makes the catch. And the record will not be equal. George really rode that one, but he didn't pull it enough. Seven runs. Five hits. Well, I can count. Bases on balls, one error, and three men left. What happened in that inning? It was quite an inning. DiMaggio opens with a single. Gary also single. Dickey. hit to uh, Terry, and when uh, Danning dropped the throw to the plate, DiMaggio scored, and Bill was safe on the fielder's choice. Then Selkirk walked, Powell singled, Lazeri walked, Murphy singled, Crosetti walked, and was forced at second by Rolfe. Up for the second time, DiMaggio singled again. Up for the second time, Garrick walked. And up for the second time, Dickey fanned. Up for the second time, Selkirk ended the inning with the bases loaded with a long fly about 500 feet out there to Jim Ripple in deep center field. So with seven runs in this inning, two in the second, one in the third, two in the fourth, and one in the eighth, the score is 13-5 in favor of the Yankees. As the Giants come to bat in the ninth inning, Eddie Mayo is up. First time he's been at bat. Playing third base since Jackson got out of the game. And so far the count is two balls. Johnny Murphy has pitched two bad balls to Mayo. Two and nothing. There's a motion for the next pitch. And it's a called strike. Mayo is up there. He's a left-hand batter and evidently trying to work Murphy for a pass. He's going through a lot of calisthenics there with the old war club. Not standing in there ready to hit. Maybe he will now. To count two balls and one strike. He does swing on that one. It's a foul ball to Red Rolf. He's waiting for it in the coacher's box at third and has it. And as we told you in one of the earlier games, Warren Brown has been trying to figure out if Rolf 
will not set a World Series record for catching foul balls. That is third baseman. And uh, the way the redhead's been going, we don't know what the record is or anything, but he certainly is making a lot of foul ball catches there. Off the third base bag. Melvin Ott is up. Got a home run, a double, walk, and grounded out on a peculiar play, hitting a ball which Lefty Gomez deflected to Dick Bartell, who threw it over to Terry for the put out. The first pitch is a call strike. He cocks his front foot, but the pitch is low, ball one. Out is one and one, one man out in the ninth. And the Yankees leading 13 to 5. Ott bangs a long high fly in the left center field. DiMaggio and Powell both going for it. Joe pulls up and Jake Powell makes the catch. Two men out. One more to go. I have 17 hits here for the Yankees. Good wish. 
Rachel Outran in here is perhaps one of the outstanding stars of the series. Jakey Powell, who came over from Washington. What a game he played in the series. Come on in, Jake. Congratulations. Hello, everybody. I'm happy I did my share. Oh, hope my brother's listening and hello to my sister. That's why, hey, Pat Malone, come on over here. Hey, Pat Malone. I'm, I'm, the happiest man. I'm the happiest man in New York tonight. We win the series. Pat, what are you going to do with that stuff of a half grand, huh? I'm going to give it to my wife and baby and tell her to put it away. That's the stuff, boy. Monty Pearson picked up the grand game. Monty Pearson, come on in here. Hello, folks. Boy, we really took them. Be home soon. Have the groceries ready. All right, here's Art Fletcher from Coaching Down and Third. Come on in, Art. Hello, Collinsville. What a series, and boy, what champions we are. Hello, boy. Frankie Crozetti. Come here, Miller. Will you, Frank Crozetti? The folks out in the coast are all tuned in, waiting for your voice. Come on in. Uh, it was a great series. I'm sure glad that it's all over with. The Giants were a good ball club, and we were lucky. We got the break. And, uh, but I'm sure glad it's all over with, and I'll soon be home, huh? What are you going to do all winter, kid? Well, I don't know. I'm going to take it easy and rest a while, and I'll make a little honey. Okay, Charlie Ruffing. Charlie, come here. My gosh, come over here, Charlie Ruffin. Uh, thanks, Tom. I'm glad we won. Boy, and I'm headed right for Hills, Illinois, right now. Thanks, Lou. Hey, Lou, Lou Gehrig. Hey, Lou. Hey, Lou Photographers, you know, I get five for a minute. Unloose that core for just a minute. Hey, Bill! Will you just lose that core for just a second, please? We're going to get Phil sick if we have to break a leg and do it. Phil, Tony Missouri first. The folks out in the coast. Hello, everybody in San Francisco. Hello, Mon. Hello, Dad. Won't be long, I'll be home. Everybody's fine. Tony, you played a grand game. You played a grand game for a long, long time, fellow. We hope you're in the American League and for a million years, fellow. Thanks. And here, and here's a boy that's watching there. He's been catching the shoots of every one of those pitchers on the Yankee team throughout the series. It's Bill Dickey, one of the greatest catchers at Upper League. Bill Dickey. Sure glad we won, folks. Hello, Mother. How's everybody at home? Bill, what are you going to do with that uh, with that gold that you're going to get here? That seven and a half grand, boy. Well, I think I'll buy my wife and my mother both a good present. Well, that's pretty swell of you. Thanks a lot. Here's Johnny Broker. Johnny, you want to say something? Hello, Lawrence. How's everything at home? <laughs> everybody say hello now. Well, at least that's a swell thought. I'm trying to get down and get... Where's the second? Come on over here. Come on, just a moment. Come on over here. Attaboy, Joe. Joe. And here is the manager, Joe McCarthy, on behalf of the entire world, through the networks of NBC. I shall congratulate Joe McCarthy for you. And here's old Bill Robinson. Bill, I'm going to let you introduce Joe McCarthy. Come on. Bill Robinson, the greatest dancer in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll have to tell the truth. I feel very happy today. Because, you know, Joe McCarthy and I worked on his farm, so you know the difference. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is to tell you his own story, Joe McCarthy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited, I really don't know what to say. Uh, I certainly want to congratulate the New York, the Yankees, for this great series, and I want to say that the Giants were a wonderful ball club and put up a very good fight all the way through. Thank you.
So what was the outstanding play in the series? You well, I couldn't tell you that, Tom. I really, uh, there were so many good plays, it'd be pretty hard to take, pick up the outstanding play. Joe, everybody at NBC wants to thank you for the small courtesy that you've always given us. Congratulations. Well, I'm, I'm only glad. And here's a sensational recruit of the year, Joe DiMaggio. Hello, fans. All red oil. Come on, what are you going to do with that seven and a half grand? And tell us about how it feels to be in the first series. Come on. Oh, up. I can't say it's too great to say anything. I'm telling you, Red, it's the greatest thing in the world. I know we're going to be in many more, I hope. All right, thanks a lot, Joe, and have a swell season. And this is Carl Manning saying goodbye for 36 and returning you once more to our main control point. <laughs> Back again in the NBC booth at the top of the Polo Grounds. This is Warren Brown speaking to you. The crowd is slowly filing out of the park.